On this episode, my buddy Jiu-Jitsu Scott Egley and I geek out about UFC's greatest fights, Fight Island, Ferguson Khabib, Ferguson Gaethje, and much more. Next. Welcome to the Spark. How's Jiu-Jitsu Scott doing? Man, you know, just stuck in the house. Stuck in the house with these kids. <laughs> well, like, well on my way to a drinking problem. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what we're. That's the next uh, big problem we're going to be facing here. Is everyone's going to come out of here? They should start for AA meetings. Yeah, there you, <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, this weekend was supposed to be Khabib Ferguson, man, and uh, it didn't happen for a fifth time. Man, this fight is doomed. Doomed. Is it ever going to happen, or are they going to be, like, two super old people that are fighting each other that should have happened years and years well, ago? think about it this way. Ferguson has been around the game for a long time. That guy is 36. I didn't realize he was that old. 36 years old, man. He, wow. It's no joke. And that's why I'm worried... How many wars does this guy have left in him? And I'm See, worried every that fight he goes through is insane. The Pettis fight wasn't easy. Pettis dropped him. Yeah, he looked rough. And uh, I believe it was the first few minutes of the opening round. I thought he was going to be finished. I, I really think that if Pettis would have jumped on him and started to hit him rather than going for a guillotine, that ah. fight could have been very, very different. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying Anthony would have won, but it, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying Tony so hard to finish though. He just the yeah. guy is insane. He, I'm worried that he just does not have the body to go through that anymore. Well, especially I mean, if, he, if he has to fight Gaethje. If he fights Gaethje, that's just going to be a stand and bang. Non-stop war. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Right. So and let's say you, you go through that fight. Let's say you beat Gaethje. They're talking about May 9th for that fight. Yep. So everything, let's just pretend or hope things go back to normal by whatever. When, he, when are you fighting then? Just, what, October, maybe November, something like that? Uh, uh, Khabib? Yeah, I think he has to. If If he wins... There, I don't think that there's any way that it's a quick, easy fight. He doesn't come out of that unscathed. Mm-hmm. It's just not the Ferguson way. And standing in front of Gaethje, man, that's that's scary. You, and I mean, then you got, got Khabib waiting around for however long. I mean, will it ever happen? Or well, are they going to bank on, oh, let's just throw Connor in there and have Connor Khabib uh, two and get paid, and we just never get to see Ferguson Khabib. That that's honestly what I'm worried about. It, if the way things line up the way they are, it's very very likely that if Ferguson wins coming out of Gaethje, he's going to be saddled with minimum a 90 day suspension, right? Or he's just got to sit and heal. That's easy. But then you're looking at Khabib coming into Ramadan. Yeah, I forgot about that too. So. You you really only left with a Ferguson that's got to sit for a while, Gaethje that's going to be 
probably equally beat up. Right. You're going to have Moss Vidal in there somewhere. I I, I just, just uh Usman just uh bjpen.com just released today. He's ready to go May 9th with Moss Vidal. Yeah. So I I just think that there's going to be so many guys that are being taken away by the, by this fight. I, I, I think so, he, too. And you, and you still got Connor sitting there. What does he do? Yeah. As much as I'm a huge fan of this, this fight, it, I mean, it's going to be complete chaos. I, I think it messes up the division. I, yeah, I think that I think, it I would think be it perfect if Ferguson could have fought Khabib and then a month or so down the line, you have Gaethje McGregor, and then that's perfect to set up the next title fight. But, I mean, for obvious reasons, I get why it can't happen. It, I, uh, it's, it's just, just a, such, such a, a heartbreaker. Two days out or whatever from... It's so funny to be heartbroken. Again? And we're still time. getting an incredible fight. Yeah, it's the Ferguson Gaethje could be the best fight ever, easily. But it, I don't know, man. I agree with what, to possibly see it. No, I, I agree I, with what you said earlier that throwing this fight in, although everyone is starved for sports and fights and everything, I don't know if that's the best move or just a, a band aid, just to give us something that we want to see. Yeah, I see, and I know you and I talked previously that this can be the UFC's opportunity to be the most watched sport ever. Yeah, nothing else is and going on. If you could pick a fight out of anybody in the UFC, anybody to fight, that would almost guarantee excitement, that you would want a non-MMA fan to watch, I think the two names you would pick would be Ferguson and Gaethje. Yeah, I think, I mean, well, here's the thing, because if it was two, let's say they were trying to stack a card where they knew eyes were going to be on the sport, and let's say they gave it away on free ESPN TV just to bring people in. Yep. I think you bring in Khabib Ferguson, it, let's just say they could fight, whatever, if, yeah. you, if we're hypothesizing here, because I think Ferguson's going to give Khabib the most trouble. And then you sign, then you lock up a Conor Gaethje as the undercard fight, because those everyone knows who Conor McGregor is. Nobody really knows Gaethje, and you could sell that as the whole sport's filled with guys like this. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be great, but I think your key word there is sell. I think you give, I think you give the people a free Khabib versus whoever, or just this monster fight of Ferguson and Gaethje. Give them that for free. Give them that. I, give I them a phenomenal I, fight for the taste, and make them pay to see McGregor. Because yeah, because people know him. But I do think I do think it's going to take Ferguson to make Khabib. Everyone's heard the name Khabib. They're, it's going to take Ferguson to make him get out of that one-dimensional, I always, whatever, people don't agree with yeah. me. I think Khabib fights are boring, sorry. I know he's the most dominant at wrestling and everything, ground and pound, but 
I'm not too jacked to watch a Khabib fight, but there's no doubt he's the greatest. He's yeah. the best at so, doing it. And I think Ferguson can pull him out of that one-dimensional realm. The reason you watch Khabib is to see greatness. Right. Is exactly. to see him just maul guys who've never been mauled like that. I mean, Connor won the round off of him, but he got mauled. To see Khabib do that to people is incredible. But then again, you don't watch it, Khabib it, for an exciting fight because the best fight that Khabib has ever had, as far as a fan's perspective, has been Al Iaquinta. Right. That was an exciting fight. You've never seen somebody give it back to Khabib like that. And, and you've that never was on seen like a Khabib. Week short notice or something, yeah, right? Like five exactly. days or something. Yep. And you've never seen Khabib get drug into those late rounds. He had trouble with Al Iaquinta. Maybe, you know what, now that I'm thinking about this, if you're selling a fight, right, and you got you got Gaethje Ferguson that's going to be a guaranteed fireworks show, you've got to pad the, um, the day around it, like showing MMA's greatest fights, leading up to it, you know, because oh, yeah. in, in in general, nobody knows who Khabib or uh, Ferguson or Justin Gaethje is. They may have heard the name Khabib. They definitely heard the name Connor. So yeah. I almost feel like if you're just going in blind, you got to put in a, a, a major star like Connor or something and sell it that way to have future revenue for the company, yeah. even though you're giving that fight away. But that brings eyes to it. I mean, look at when he went into boxing, all these people who don't watch yeah. boxing started watching boxing when Connor showed up. It, it's incredible. And I think as crazy as it sounds, as a concept, this whole fight island. Oh, my that God. What do you Dana think about got that? Picked up, at, uh, listen, at any other time of the year, during any other circumstance, this would be the craziest thing you've ever heard. Like, it's wait, like a movie. Serious? Yeah. It, it doesn't sound real. But the fact that right now when there's nothing, then it's like, oh, my God, Fight Island. This is the coolest thing ever. So the, the perspective of this and then the cards on this thing just being loaded So are, is that what they're setting up for May 9th? Is that what this is for real? Fight Island, May 9th, that's what's going on? Well, I, that's what they're talking. My worry is the same thing is going to happen to this Fight Island May 9th thing that happened to 249 here, that Dana's going to get the call from the ESPN and Disney executives to say, nope, shut it down. This is in poor taste. We're not doing this. But I suppose by that point, at least where we are here, these safer at home, these quarantine orders are going to be lifted. They're, yeah, they're are, talking about starting to relook at certain different things and well, right now, without fans and all this kind of stuff. I mean, here in Wisconsin, Governor Evers just said today that golf courses can open in two weeks. I, yeah, I heard. So oh, that would be nice. I, I, I think that this possible grad, gradual opening of things might set this up for this crazy fight island to actually happen. <laughs> this is like a movie. I, I, in my head, I feel like there's this island and there's like 
sharks around it, and yeah. there's just like barbed wire, explosive trap mines in the in the. This sand. is the perfect setting. Insane yeah. to me. This is the perfect setting for a Jean Claude Van Damme and The Rock movie. Yeah, yeah, you need something like that. Maybe Rambo jumping out of there, and uh, yeah, it, Chuck yeah. Norris shows up. It'll just be it, awesome. Yes. This is like the Expendables 12 or whatever number they're on. The Expendables in real life, like that's yeah. just oh the my Expendables, God. Fight Island. Oh, Rhonda was in the in Expendables. Couture, I think, was in there as well. Rhonda's Rhonda's terrible. Yes, Couture <laughs> was in there. So is Anthony or uh, what's his name, Antonio Banderas. Oh man, I but just I, this Fight Island thing. Like I think just me, us being fans. Obviously, we're gonna. I or watch any fight. Yes. I think just uttering this guy's putting on fight fight. I, I would love to see it if I was a casual guy, just to see the, what is this? The atmosphere, how are they going to pull yeah. this off? Just the logistics of it all. I, I think interesting to me, forget the fights. Oh yeah. I, I love the idea of it. My, I, they, I still think, and I'm standing by this, that these cards that they're putting on, at least the first couple need to be free or need to be discounted. Yeah, you and I this talked is, about that. Yeah, and we've gone back and forth. Right. I came from a devil's advocate business, you know, saying people yeah. don't, you know, they don't owe the people anything. Nothing. But I totally get what you're saying as far as to to bring a product to everybody to get eyes on the product, you know, putting it free if, or If discounted. I was the UFC... I would want to be that torchbearer. Look, we brought sports back to the world. We're doing this. There is no sporting events going on in the world. There's no soccer. There's no basketball. There's no baseball. The Masters has been pushed off. They canceled the Tour de France. The Olympics is postponed a year. But bam, here we are. Dana White carrying the UFC flag and saying, we are doing this. Baseball did it after 9-11, and people worshipped baseball for doing this. I, I mean, I think you're, as far as to get eyes and to grow the sport and to get a true understanding of what the sport is and who the people and the players are in it, having it free on ESPN, the huge platform they have, and with a big buildup, like I say, pad the day with the greatest fights of all time, the greatest stories, uh, you know, all that stuff, just line the news with it. Leading up to, I think, I mean, they could have a whole entire generation of new fans coming aboard that I, never I really agree considered more. it before. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it could be insane. And, and as strangely disappointed by Ferguson Gaethje as I am, because I am disappointed by that fight, I, I would love to see it. I'm only disappointed because I want to see somebody challenge Khabib to challenge And I think him. that's exactly right. Ferguson is the guy to do that. And to not see that fight after all of the buildup, again, to have it just dangled in front of you, it, why it just kills me. Why did Khabib go home, by the way? Oh, it never would have happened, but why, why did he leave, a.k.a. It was like two weeks out or something like that. I yeah, it it seems very strange. I but I don't know. Maybe I mean it, it wouldn't have happened that, anyway because obviously yeah. here we are. 
But maybe you know, it's something wondered. that has always happened. We don't. Maybe he's got a tradition of going, going home, seeing his dad wrestling a bear before every fight. That's true. I mean, we never would have known, and I, I don't know. Nobody but knows it, what's going on. I, I have a feeling, and then this is kind of deep down conspiracy theory a little bit, that these fighters knew that this fight was not going to happen. Uh, yeah, and because when it was officially announced that it was off, that 249 wasn't going to happen, I didn't see much outcry, extreme disappointment from the fighters. Yeah, I the only one you know, that I thought was media. weird that was a weird reaction. Joe Rogan was doing his podcast live with Brandon Schaub when this was announced. When it was announced that it was canceled, and he was like, "Whoa, oh well, okay." Because even at that point, Joe Rogan was not confirmed that he was going to be the announcer. So even two weeks out from the fight it wasn't set in stone. So I'm guessing that there was a lot of, eh, this might not actually happen, even though we as fans didn't hear about it. Speaking of fights that never happened that should have, go throughout history, who do you have in that space that you always wanted to see a fight, it never happened, and uh, we'll never see it? Do you have those Ooh. two fighters lined up? Oh, man. No, I don't. Because a lot of the fights that I really wish happened actually did. Happened, yeah. Yeah. I, I, if, if I could go back, and I, when UFC was really starting to push, they were kind of coming out of the Liddell era, and the next yep. big star was Brock Lesnar. And all you okay. ever heard Ooh. was Fedor. Fedor this, Fedor that. Yeah. I would have loved to see Fedor Lesnar at that time then. That would have been, I mean, obviously the sport has evolved by leaps and bounds, but at that time, the names, the hype, all of it was so big and so real that that would have been such an impact fight, I think. Either yeah, way, whoever I, won it. When you say it that way, because I remember that negotiating back and forth and Lesnar Dana's, was such a beast, and he was so athletic, oh, yeah. such a big guy, and obviously, you know, yeah. he, but the sport was different at that time. It's not yeah. what, as technical as it is today. It, it no, was, I completely agree. But that Brock Lesnar was a powerhouse. He was right. a rhino. He could only go forward, but, man, that would have been a very, very interesting fight. Because for Fedor, who was so big, he was massively technical. Right, and I think it would have married kind of like the old school thought process and, and the real hardcore guys, Yeah. and then these new casual people who just knew Lesnar, where I think that could have, you know, that fight could, uh, could have kind of brought those two together where, you know, see who which side wins, you know, at that point, yeah. and it was such a, that, that one I really wish would have happened. Yeah, sure. I, I'm actually really surprised that it didn't. Um, I mean, we only really have Dana White's perspective on a lot of that, mm -hmm. um, at least out in the public eye. Right. He's the one saying that, oh, yeah, I offered this, I offered that, blah, 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 blah. And we don't have any other voice contradicting him. So I'm just going to go by what he has said. And based on that, it really surprises me 
that we never got that fight. That we was, never there got were a couple to see years that. before. Who was it? Bigfoot, yeah. the first one to take Fedor down and, and beat him. Was it? Was it yeah. Bigfoot? Yeah. Because I only think with that was a, a couple. You beat of years. him with a triangle. Yep. I think that was only like what two years after the big hype. Of, yeah. Maybe it was longer. I can. My time is off, but. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, that, that I think that's like everyone always talks about uh, Silva GSP. I never wanted to see that. I think Silva would have wiped the mat with him. I think. Yes. I I, just, I, really I think he think... was more technical. He's faster. He was had the range. He was so yep. his strikes were so on point that I mean uh, GSP was great and all, but I I just never thought that fight was going to be any good. So. You mentioned greatest fights that never happened. Yeah. So when we were talking about our favorite fights, or maybe greatest fights that has happened. Oh, my God. Yeah, what do you got? Silva Silva popped up on my list in a surprising way. So I want to say my list has fights that were meant something to me personally or surprised me in a crazy way. Okay. Something that just popped up and was like, oh, my God, made me stand up out of my seat. And the Silva Chael Sonnen fight, the first oh. fight that they had, is number two on my list of greatest fights personally for me. That was awesome. When the very last second, I, I don't know, maybe a minute left, I'm ballparking that time. Anderson hit that incredible triangle and tapped out Chelsea and after getting pounded for like 24 minutes of a fight and he was getting beat up not just losing a round here or there he got beat up yeah bad for four and a half rounds and to still have that left I remember I was sitting at the Harley Davidson Museum Oh, that watching that fight watch projected, and my God, I went nuts when I saw that fight. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a great one, for sure. So, I I have a hard time picturing fights that never happened, but greatest yeah. fights that have happened. Oof. The, the the my favorite fight of all time. I always tell people who don't know much about it, actually happened. Today, 15 years ago, and that was Matt Hughes, Frank Trigg, too. Do you remember that so, fight? That was phenomenal. The weigh-ins of that fight, when Matt, not the weigh-ins, I'm sorry, the stare-down, as they're in the ring and about to fight, Yeah. oh, my gosh. When Trigg didn't got up Trigg, and Hughes' face. Yeah, didn't he, like, you know, like kiss his face or his forehead yep. or something and, like and that? And Hughes shoved him off? Oh, man. And then, yeah. but the, the whole thing, the whole setup for Trey was he got beat with a with a rear naked the first the yep. one, and then he comes in he hits Matt Hughes with a low blow unintentional, but Mario Yamasaki, the worst ref of all time, doesn't oh, stop yeah. the fight. Then he starts nope. just pummeling Hughes, had him on the brink, and out yeah. of nowhere, the dude escapes a choke. Picks him up, runs across the octagon, and slams him, and then puts him in his own show. That was in, awesome. Insane, the way that that happened. Now, another one on my list is very similar to that. 
is what about Chet Congo and Pat Barry? Oh, Where dude, that was a good Pat one. Pat Barry has Chet. Dead to rights. I mean, it was almost right. it was unconscious. Over. Unconscious. And Pat charges in, and Chet Congo tags him, knocks him out cold right then and there. Pat had this in the bag one. He, you know, he, the thing about Pat Barry, I always liked him. He was a local guy and all this stuff. He was very entertaining. It ju- I just felt like he let fight slip like that one. And then the one where he fought Crow Cop. Crow where Cop? He was, where he was bettering Crow Cop and, like, started hugging him in the middle of the, yep. the round. And then yeah. just got his ass kicked. Yep. Like, I just felt like he, like, gave the, like, he had He gave fights ones. away. And he, the same thing happened with Stefan Struve, where, yes, Struve, Ended up triangling Pat, but I, he, I think that he just gave that away. He, he wanted these exciting fights all the time, instead of caring about winning. Where I mean, I can't when you would watch for him, but yeah. I, I definitely loved watching him. I liked the guy. I liked all of his energy and personality. But that Chef Congo fight, I mean, he had it. But that's like that right. one fight. Who was that? Uh, Sam Smith. One of the early, early days when he got hit in the liver and the opponent came running yep. in and all of a yep. sudden he just unloaded one clean shot and knocked the dude out. That was the precursor. It it was almost exactly like the Pat Berry fight. Where Yeah, very similar. He he was out and somebody came in too quickly, too aggressive, and just got smashed. And like I said, I, I agree with you completely. Pat is one of the most exciting, dynamic UFC fighters. He was super engaging to the fans. Oh, he was great. But rather than concentrating on, I'm going to win at any cost, he wanted to have an exciting fight at any cost. That Czech Congo so, fight, man, that was so good. Ooh. So... If Hughes Trigg two is is that the top of your list? Is that the number one best fight for you? For for me, I feel like when at that time that really like just glued me to the sport a hundred percent. Like was that, that was in, like that that was that was, and, and it still remains true that if you were if you were to put a lineup right now and say, Hey, it's April eighteenth, we can't uh, you know, watch this Khabib fight, but check out uh whatever, the ESPN Plus app and go search yep. these fights, I definitely think Hughes Trigg 2 would captivate many people. I just I, I completely agree. I, I love that fight. Now, another one on my list of a somewhat similar era is Silva versus Randy Couture. Now, do you remember watching this fight? Or did do you have any knowledge of this one at all? Silva Couture, that was a front kick finish, right? No, no. You're no, thinking of the okay. you're thinking of Gabriel Gonzaga or I believe. Okay, or Vitor. I know he got beat with yep. one of those. Yep. I can't remember this. This is twice. this is Tim Sylvia. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where Tim Sylvia. Tim Sylvia was crushing, dominating everyone. He was the scariest man on the planet. And here comes this old dude 
gets in his yeah. face. I remember what this is the one of the very first fights I ever watched, where Randy puts him up against the fence and bloodies this guy's face with his shoulder. Think about Couture, or I'm sorry, think about Donald Cerrone versus McGregor, but up against the cage. Yeah, that was like 20 years ago too. Yeah, Tim Sylvia, and I think I. I'm almost positive I watched this as a replay on, like, I, I don't even know what, like, Spike TV or something, sitting in my parents' basement. But this is one of the fights, when you said, what is your favorite fight ever, it immediately popped into my head. Because it sh- it just showed me the differences of different styles. Now, you wouldn't see a fight like this that would stand out to me as much nowadays. Everybody knows some of these skills. But Tim Sylvia, he was scary. And that he back was then, man, destroying people. That was what was so fun, too, where, you know, like uh, Liddell, the, the age of Liddell, how he just came out and it was just yeah. every fight he had was insane. But, you know, it was it's also very cool to watch the sport evolve at the speed that it did to now. So even 15 years ago or whatever, these guys got all these tools in the toolbox. Back then, you yeah. would just have a guy that was good at this one thing, but he couldn't be beat at it. I don't know. That, those were a lot, those, but that created a lot of fun fights, which was the whole premise of the UFC to begin with. Let's see oh, yeah. which the martial art is the style. best. Yep, style. Let's see which style comes on top. So, what would your next fight be? If you had another fight that you were like, oh, this is, this got me out of my chair. This got me yelling for whatever reason. It's going to be, uh, there's a couple of Diego Sanchez fights I really love. One. Okay, I've got you, one you, of them on my list. Do you have one? I'm uh, curious to hear. I, I, got, I got two. One was Clay Gita. I remember, I think yeah. we were all watching it yeah. in my basement. Yep. We and, watched uh, that live. Yes, we did. It was just a slugfest, but the Gilbert Melendez fight was freaking insane. Yes, that was great. That guy is, I, I don't know, is he a nightmare? Is he the dream? Is, I, I don't know what his next nickname will be. But I, I think that Diego Sanchez, if you look at the top, I don't know, what what do we expand it to? Top 20, top 25 fights? I bet you Diego Sanchez has at least three Oh, they won, won fight of the year, I think, at least like two or three times since yeah. they started doing those awards. Because the one that I had Diego Sanchez on, you didn't even mention. It was Diego Sanchez, BJ Penn. That was another good one. So th- that guy is just screaming awesome fight, I- except lately. His, his latest fight, it, uh, but that it, happens it was hard to watch. Fighting, you know? And... And everything after the fight about him not having a real camp and all that stuff, that that was hard to watch, such an awesome fighter. But that tends to be the way that most of these fighters that we've looked at and watched for years, that I, tends to be how they go out, sadly. Right. The, uh, I don't know, man. I didn't think about the Gilbert Melendez-Diego Sanchez fight. That's a good one. That was a great one. I mean, like, in, in modern day where you could take two guys that um, – people know of. I really love the diaz Connor 2 fight. I think that's a yep. great fight. I, I think that that's top 10. 
for all the pre-fight stuff and both of their personalities and the fight itself was a phenomenally close fight. And it was oh, yeah. great. It wasn't close because anybody took a round off. No, that that one was bell to bell. Just it, that was a great fight. That like if if we're talking, let's rewind and watch some fight scene that we're not going to get any real fights coming up or uh, live fights, if you will, uh, yeah. this next weekend. Go ahead and brush off the old uh, ESPN Plus app and plug that yep. one in. That's going to be a good one. Now that was one of my favorites. Yeah. How about this one? And this is another one I ended up watching at Harley. How about Michael Bisping versus Dan Henderson? Oh, was that uh, you talking about UFC 100? Um, I don't know the number on it. I, I don't know. But, my gosh, the lead-up to that fight was ridiculous. And, <laughs> and the, the punch bomb after at the, the end. <laughs> oh, Bisping is laying on the ground unconscious. And Dan Henderson oh, jumps four feet in the air and throws that monster left hand. That oh. guy made that like his logo for like his company yeah. and the stuff he's like yeah. putting. <laughs> Dude, that was that guy's a straight savage. Ah oh, man, I was just watching uh, Dan Henderson. He was just he was involved in a uh, Shogun. Shogun yes. Henderson is a, a phenomenal fight. fight. If you haven't seen that, check it out. That one is crazy yeah um oh, man henderson Holy bisping God. was ufc 204 204 what am i, I talking I believe... about ufc 100 the uh... oh no that that was i'm sorry bisping henderson 2 was 204 yeah that one uh actually this or henderson looked a lot better than bisping at the end of that fight as far as yeah. visuals if you looked at him and said which guy got beat up worse uh, but but yeah, Bisping had that one, I think. Oh man, you man, you called it right. It was UFC 100, and listen to the card: John Fitch, Paulo Tiago, Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, GSP versus Tiago Alves, Henderson, Bisping, and Sexyama versus Alan Belcher. What wow, a card. I got a question oh. for you. It was was uh, John Jones on like the undercard of that fight at all? No. Um, let me look. But he remember he was on the U- undercard of UFC like eighty seven. That was you, because we went you and that I. One. We saw it live in Minneapolis. That was his UFC First, premiere. That was his debut. Yeah. And but remember, we also was. that fight also had. Um, uh, John Jones, his first fight, Brock Lesnar fought Dan Herring on that card. Heath um, Herring. Kenny, yes, Heath Herring, I'm sorry. And then um, Kenny Florian versus Roger Huerta, GSP versus John Fitch. Damn, that was one we of the, saw a lot of good fighters that night, man. That was one of the best cards ever. That was a great card. Definitely worth the road trip. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just, up in the back of the van with the recliner. <laughs> can you do you remember we were in the last row of oh, that yeah. fight and we heard Brock Lesnar hit Heath Herring with that punch? When he sent oh and man, dude. Yeah, when that he was sent a great him one. rolling backwards across the ring. I I have never seen another punch like that in my life. 
you Man, heard it from 200 yards away. Yeah, it, yeah, that was it a was, big one. It was incredible. But that card, it, it, I, I don't know. There's not been many cards like that when you think of where the fighters are now. Think of all the stars on that one. GSP, Lesnar, Jones. I mean, yep. all those guys. Fitch here, is I, was still doing I, I've got the card. Ooh, here's your boy. Rob Emerson and Manny Gambirian. The Anvil. Kenny Florian, Roger Huerta, like we said. Damian Maya, my favorite, one of my top favorite fighters ever. Maya was on Jason the card? McDonald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. McDonald was I remember that guy. Yeah. UFC 87, seek and destroy. Boy, yep, that's at the Target really, Center. They really Man. sold it like a concert. Like I said, I, I think that when you look back now, over the years of fights, I don't know if you can find a card with so many stars at the time and stars to be. Yeah, that, that one, one that that one there was was stacked. When you look back at it, wow, that was that was fun. If anybody so, hasn't been to any UFC live events, there's nothing like it because there's all these meet and greets. There's all these uh, super yeah. fight fans everywhere, all over the place. Yeah, what, uh, who did we meet leading up Clay, to that fight? Clay Gita. We met Clay Gita. Yeah, we played air hockey with him at the arcade. Yeah, so there's just fights, fighters. If you haven't been to a UFC live event, it's definitely worth checking out in some capacity or another. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's just a great time. The atmosphere is, is like nothing else. It, it really does have that big event, big concert feel to it. And there is there nothing live. like hearing him play Teenage Wasteland or Baba O'Reilly oh, yeah. before the main card starts. That's all. They got the video package going. It, it's great. It is, I've never been so hyped up about anything. That yeah. That every time they play that, that's a, that's a good. That's on my uh, my uh, exercise running playlist. Mm-hmm. Got to get that jamming. Oh, man. Oh, absolutely. Now it's just, phenomenal. We should have started talking about this. Now I'm even more bummed that the damn flight isn't happening on Saturday. Yeah, I just yeah. want some fights sometime soon. But well, hey, fight that's Island, what I think is um, good. Fight Island plus having all these gold. I've written all the ones that we've talked about. I really want to go back and watch um, Matt Hughes, Frank Trigg too. Oh, dude, it's a it's a it's a treat. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't know. BJ Penn versus Joe Stevenson. Phenomenal. Or you can watch I gotta Anthony check out Pettis. some of them old old pen fights, man. Oh my gosh, Penn was always your Jens, boy. Jens Pulver both fights. Oh yeah, Mini the, Evil or Little Evil. Little Evil. He was here in Milwaukee. Tried to get into the UFC fight, and they said, "No, we're not letting you in here for free, bro." He tried to walk in for free just because he said he was Jens Pulver. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of pull. So they they just didn't. He let didn't. Him in. They didn't. No, they didn't let him in. So you and I actually happen to have the exact same amount of pull Jens Pulver has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah. man. But yeah, it's going to be a fight weekend. Barbecue. Get the smoker rolling. Play a bunch of old fights. Drink a bunch of local beer, and it's going to be a fun time. 
Oh God, yeah. It, I'm it's so bummed. It it hurts, but so uh, my question is: What fight are you more bummed out that you're not getting? Is it the Khabib Ferguson fight? Yeah. Or the Khabib Gaethje fight? Khabib 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 Ferguson. I just so I. I agree I just, with you. I don't know why with Khabib, he's just got this pull. He's a megastar. He's, 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 I just, for some reason, I just think his fights are a little boring, and I think Ferguson will push that guy to another limit. Whether he wins or loses, it's going to be something that I think it's going to hit a, a – he's going to face an opponent like never before, and it's a real test. And then, like you said, you're watching to see greatness. Well, let's see how great against a guy like Ferguson. It, it's so funny to see, because personally, I think the Ferguson-Gaethje fight is the more exciting fight to watch. But I was yeah. looking, I, was, I agree with you that I would rather see the Khabib-Ferguson fight. I want to know who's the best, not the most exciting fight. Right. I want to see who should hold that belt, not just a good fight. Even though it's exactly. great. Right. I, I totally agree 100%. It's, it's like when, you, when you're tuning in, you're watching these greats, you know, like when Ronda was on her tear, and you're just watching something that never happens. Or go ahead, insert the name. These yeah, dominant no, people, Anderson Silva, whatever. It, you're, you're watching it, and you're seeing something that's so hard to do. It's, you're, you're witnessing the greatness of these people. And I just like to see him push. So that's why I want to see Khabib get in there with Ferguson, and if that doesn't happen, I, I just, I don't see anybody else being as formidable right now for Khabib at all. I think Connor I, doesn't stand a chance. I, I just, as much as I love Connor, I just think it's going to be... I, I see Connor winning two rounds instead of three. Or, I'm sorry, instead of one round as the previous fight. I see him improving. I don't see him winning. I truly think that Gaethje and Ferguson are the two best people to fight Khabib. Gaethje, man, that dude's no slouch on the ground. See, I don't know much about Gaethje's ground game. That's what I mean. Like Connor can stand with him all day, but eventually it's gonna go to, and then and then it's game. It's over. Whereas Ferguson, yeah, go ahead, put him. Hell, that guy's so crazy. He might invite him to put him on his back. And start working oh, yeah. on those. He's just insane, and he's good all over the place. His jiu-jitsu is phenomenal. Right. That's what I mean. Like, Tony Ferguson's jiu-jitsu is no joke. And he trains with Eddie Bravo, so it's not the traditional just triangles, arm bars that are right. going to come at you. He's it, got crazy skills. The 10th the Planet system is awkward. It catches a lot of people, and I've rolled against guys who are phenomenal 10th Planet guys. You don't know what's happening. It's a different set. It's a different roadmap completely than your traditional jiu-jitsu. That's why I, I want to I mean, that's what everybody knows what Khabib is going to do, but you can't stop it. He's going to take no. you down. He's going to maul you. He's going to he's going to just beat the shit out of you on the ground, and then he might get a submission or or a tap or or a, a you know ground and pound victory. But I really think Ferguson be like whatever, cool. So we're here now. Watch this. Like I think he's just got a bigger Swiss Army knife to deal with that guy. Yeah. 
You got all these tools. Any Ferguson fight, and if you find Tony Ferguson on the ground, on his back, look what he is doing. He's very similar to, like, Carlos Condit in the way he that great he I is. Loved Condit. Oh, God, man. He, him and BJ Penn are two of the first people I ever watched fight. Back, like I said, back in my parents' basement, watching the WEC. Oh, God. I, I, he was phenomenal. Watching those old tap-out guys taking Cerrone and Condit. Oh, God. But, Condit, I always thought Condit was, like, going to be champion someday. I cannot I, believe that he didn't. Well, I, I just, truly believe that he beat GSP. When he fought GSP... I think that that was a bad decision for GSP. What about the Lawler fight that he was in? That was a great Oof. fight. Oof. Oh, dude, that's funny. Going back, Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler. Lawler. Oh my yep. god, that one! I always that one is. I watched that one on my own at some bar. I Monstrous. Like, Wait a minute, the Con- Connor. That was yep. Connor. The same card as Connor uh, Mendez. Yep. Or what about? Um, John Jones versus Gustafson won. Oh, that was another good one. Oof, that was, he took him to the brink. Yeah, and when John Jones had that broken toe, that was, the bone was literally sticking out. And they kept showing it in the post-fight yeah. interviews, like zooming in. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I mean, look at like, all these fights. There's so many good fights. Or you got the Black Beast saying my balls was hot. That was, yeah. uh, that was, uh, on the Khabib... Yeah. Uh, Connor card. And he was supposed to fight this time. This was the second time that he was supposed to be on a Khabib fight. Or really? on a Khabib card. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I forgot who he was supposed Was it Rosenstrike? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who was just knocking people into outer space. It, he beat God. him at the, like the last couple of minutes of that fight, I think, too. But either way, man, like... I, I think that we're truly missing out on a phenomenal card. Well, um, here's another question. What's your prediction? Will it happen May 9th? Are we going to get – first, is two-part question. Yes. Is UFC going to be the first major sport back, and will yes. it happen in – what are we talking here, three weeks from now? So I think that the UFC will be the first sport back. The out of all of the sports, especially the major sports, the UFC has the easiest road to coming back. Agreed. They, each fighter, what, they have two to three corner men themselves. They need about, what, four or five cameramen and then the booth. That's all they need. Oh, and the referee. So, really, it's such, they're dealing with such a small group that right. if they could test and sequester people before the fight and after. Which, which, which would be a must. I mean, you would have yeah. to do that. Yeah. For people's safety, they're, travel, they're traveling all around. You obviously have to have that happen. So, yeah, this, they yeah. secured testing. Well, listen, everyone's going to be tested. We're going to test everybody. Yep. It's not a problem. And we'll even before test and after. Right. right. And let's say then we'll put them back in the public or wherever they go or whatnot. I don't see a problem with it. I, I don't either. Um, and are we all safer at home? Yeah, probably. 
But if people are taking the correct precautions and taking them with fidelity, then I do not see them happening. And I promise you that the UFC absolutely does not want to put on an event and then have somebody from that event test positive. I, I can't imagine them putting them into uh, that situation. Because think about it. Dana White's grandstanding, doing all this, hyping yes. the stuff he's promoting. I really don't think that the first thing would go, okay, just make sure this doesn't backfire on me. Yeah. And we're good. I mean, I can uh, they promise had Mark you that's Cuban been part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Cuban was just talking about that, and they're like, well, he said, yeah, he, he's smart, and he's going to have those, uh, you know, yeah. those rules, those things in place before he goes out there talking about. Nah, oh, absolutely. Dana, he's built a reputation as a cowboy, as someone who does what he wants when he wants, but he is not stupid. No. He is no, not at all. so far from dumb. I mean, he may have more speeding tickets than the regular guy. And he but, likes blackjack, but that's cool, too. Oh, loves it. Cowboys play but that. But he is so smart. This is calculated. This is He is a huge UFC and a fight fan. And he's the smartest person putting the fights on. Well, he, he did say at his conference that, look, uh, yeah, we can't do it April 18th, but Fight Island is real, and it's happening, and the infrastructure is being built. So uh, that, when he says something like that, it pretty much means it's really happening. Oh, God. I, I, there's no way that I don't believe anything he says. But did you did you hear the rumor about Fight Island? Whose island this was? No. The rumor is, and then I correct me if I'm wrong here, that it was Epstein's island. Oh no! I knew you were going to say that. You. And I'm not going any further than that. Believe Just what you want. that thing to the ground. <laughs> but that's the rumor that it's Epstein's island that he bought or rented or whatever it is. How crazy is that? Would you? I got. Hold on, man. I gotta. I, I gotta search more into this. I gotta. I gotta look more into that. If if yeah. that comes to be true, I don't know. Oh my god. I, I mean, I I don't care either way because I'm excited to see something live. As much as I love watching old Bucks, Brewers, Packers, NFL games, I need to see something new with consequences for today yeah i i 100 agree and there's no better way to do it than a ufc fight i i don't know about you but i had the family when they were looking for easter eggs holy man i that was the best competition i've had in years <laughs> is what it felt like <laughs> oh man uh, i was betting on who found the first egg which color it would be <laughs> that hey I should have called you first. Could have, we could have had a whole racket going on over here. Oh, my gosh. Next time, next Easter, year from today, that's how starved with sports I am right now. And I don't, I don't care if Dana set this fight up in Antarctica. I, I, I thought it was going to be on a cruise ship, to be honest. Oof. Man. I thought, I, I thought that's mm. what they were going to do is put him off in some cruise ship 
after it's been sitting docked forever. That's that's what I thought. And then they come up with this island, and I'm like, what? And then it was at some place in California that that fell through. And like I said, this sounds like the craziest thing that you've ever thought of. Well, it, it this sounds is. this harkens back to the early days of the UFC, back on like the back on the res trying to get in international waters like yeah that he used to do that a lot i mean that, yeah, that, some was, whole, that was a fighting. Yeah, I guess this, this is not a joke yeah this isn't the dana white's first rodeo when it comes to uh trying to skirt where and when they can do an event yeah like, yeah i guess yeah now that you think about it it kind of comes full circle with this guy and i he did catch a lot of flack for fighting whether it was true or whether it was some false flag, I don't care. It seemed like he wanted this event to happen. Everybody and wanted this event to happen. I think so. I, and I'll, I was not a proponent of this fight, but only because that I need to see Khabib versus Ferguson. I agree, but when it when it when it got announced and then they brought in Gaethje, I was cool with Ooh. it because I'm like, well, whatever, fine. Then we're at least still seeing fights, and then now we're back to square one. So when uh, the difference for me is when I hear Khabib Ferguson, it activates my brain. Like, oh my God, there's Ferguson's phenomenal on the ground. Khabib is the best ground fighter we may have ever seen. Yep. But Ferguson and Gaethje, that gives me chills. Damn, man. Well, you know what? The best I can say here is just go back and watch some of these all-time fights we were talking about because sooner or later, it's going to happen and it's going to be promoted and it's going to be awesome. And as of right now, it's still May 9th. Ferguson. And they even added Dominic Cruz and Cejudo to that card. Uh, who else is there? Um, I think Nunes is on that card. Yep, yep. So they're still they're building, they're still talking, they're still doing things, but right now... The card is great. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, we should wrap this one up. Uh, I know what I'm going to be doing, watching ESPN Plus Greatest Fights of uh, All Time. And, uh, but yeah, man. Ah, A short so note here. Watch all of the Anthony Pettis fights. Yeah, he, he has not had a boring fight. I had two of his fights. Him being a hometown guy, me being a hometown fan. Two of his fights on my list. He, Anthony he, Pettis. Well, you know, you could put him and Aldo as a fight that never happened that should have. Oh, that would have been a great Ooh. fight. When all maybe give give Aldo a few years back, rewind about no. four years. I, I think Aldo now would be great. But before we cut this off, name one fighter you wanna see coming up. One fighter you wanna see next. You know who I'm really interested in? Um just off the top of my head, I'm not gonna give it too much thought here. I like uh I thought Johnny Walker had all the intangibles to Ooh. be a bigger, a bigger, okay. and then he got caught or whatever the hell. I can't remember what happened, but I think he's going to bounce back and he's going to be somebody in the next two years. Johnny Walker is going to be in the okay. title picture. The one fighter that I really 
really want to see what the next fight is is Kevin Gastelum. Yeah. His last fight was Adesanya, no? Yeah, and that was a phenomenal fight. It was a great fight. No, no. That was his last fight, and it was great. Man, yeah, Kelvin, he put it to him. That was a good yeah. fight, man. Kelvin Gastelum. I mean, just I, the, I think the future looks bright for for fighting and fighters and all this. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. What like I agree with what you said in the beginning. Was a real chance to get new eyes on the sport. If, and now is the, the time to do it. And the card that's in the works right now could be that UFC 87 again. Oh yeah. That that best card that you didn't even know was great until you're looking back at it years later. Right. Yeah, UFC 87 was... I think, yeah, I think they're right. That what they've put together on paper or what the rumor mill is, it looks amazing. And uh, Best card in history, UFC 187. <laughs> the, uh, but anywho, man, should wrap this one up. Uh, thanks right, again, Scott. And uh, enjoy your quarantine. Get some uh, oh, yeah. lights rolling this weekend. Golf course is open here in Wisconsin. There you go. Tee it up for... Someone's getting choked. (laughs) All right, man. Good talking. See you, pal. We'll see you. And there you have it. I want to thank Scott Egley. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Milwaukee Shirt Guys. If you need shirts, they've got your back. So, hey, there's your weekend. April 18th, we might not be able to see Khabib... Ferguson, but there's plenty of other great fights to check out. Enjoy the weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful. And as always, try to win the day. We'll see you.